to defeat your opponents, preparation is key. You don't have to be the most opposing on the battlefield, nor the best in battle, but avoiding the pitfalls will take you far. There are many landmines on the battlefield of fantasy. Will you be prepared? Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Y. Slicker. Follow me on all social media at Y. Slicker. Be true to thine self. Share the podcast and earn your chip. On today's meeting, we will be talking four players to avoid at the current ADP. That's the expert consensus average draft position. You you want to avoid these four players. And the reason why we're avoiding these players is because I believe they will not return value where they're being selected, they're being overdrafted, or it just doesn't make sense to pick that particular person there. For more avoidable players, subscribe to the meetings, subscribe to the podcast, and earn your chip. Why do we avoid these players? The reason why you avoid these players, again, is because some of them are going a bit higher than I believe they should be going. Now, I understand some of these players that I'm going to mention today, people, they love them. They pick them, and they believe that these particular players are going to ride, they're going to ride those players to a championship. That could be true. But I'm all about team construction. We're about building the best team that we can possibly build. So these particular players, we're going to say, don't take them here because they're going too high when you can get someone a bit later on that's going to produce the exact same, if not better, than the person that's sitting in front of you. Now, again, like I said, I understand that some of the players that I'm going to mention today, people love them and they want them on their fantasy team. But when you have options of drafting other players that can give you similar, if not more production, that's the way you want to go. That's the way you want to go, people. And. The average draft position that we're talking about is going to be in 12-man PPR leagues. So 12-man PPR leagues is the average draft position that we're speaking about. Uh, this data is pulled from several different sites. They do their algorithm. They make their math work and whatever, whatever. But... We understand that these particular players are going around this range, and I'm telling you not to draft them here because I don't believe that they're going to return value. Four positions, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, running back. We are going to start with the tight end position, and the tight end that you guys should be avoiding is the tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard right now in 12-man PPR leagues is going 
around the 705. He's going as high as the 504 and as low as the 1001. But no matter how you slice it, he's going at about the tight end seven. Experts consensus rankings. They got him around the tight end seven. So they believe that he's going to finish at the tight end seven. And people are drafting him as the tight end seven. What does that tell you? First, that tells you if I'm drafting him at the tight end seven and they believe he's going to finish as the tight end seven. I'm hoping that he does that. Right. That's his ceiling. His ceiling is the tight end seven. That's what they're saying to us. Last year, this guy finished as the tight end 20 overall. Now, the reason why he finishes as a tight end 20, because he only played 11 games. But see, on this show, we take a look at per game numbers. So per game, he averaged about 10 fantasy points per game. That put him around the tight end 10. Which means on a per game basis, there were only nine tight ends better than him. Does that return value if you pick him at the at the at as the seventh tight end overall? Of course not. You're not looking for him to finish as the seventh tight end overall if you pick him as the seventh tight end overall. You're looking for him to finish in the top five. If you pick him at seven, you're looking for him to finish in the top five because that way you beat out your value. Are you returning value on him if he finishes as a tight end seven and you picked him at the tight end seven? Of course, but that's not what you want to do. You want to find value. You want to steal. The only other problem that we have with this guy is Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is still on this Philadelphia Eagles team. He's still there. Last season, playing like shit. Because we all know Zach Ertz did not play well last year. He played like shit. He still out-targeted Dallas Goddard. They played the same amount of games. But Dallas Goddard was out-targeted by Zach Ertz. And why is that? Because we cannot forget that Zach Ertz has been a top 10 fantasy tight end for six, for five, excuse me, five out of the last six seasons. He's been a top 10 fantasy wide tight end top 10 fantasy tight end for five of the last six seasons me personally I think Zach Ertz is washed up I think he's done the Eagles have been trying to get rid of the guy nobody would take him but for some reason he's still able to outplay Dallas Goddard. And why is that? Yes, we have a new coaching staff in place here for the Philadelphia Eagles. You have a brand new coaching staff. They have no allegiance and no ties to either one of these guys. They are going to play who the best tight end is, or they'll run two tight end sets. 
But Zach Ertz, as long as he is on the team, I believe he will be involved. He will hurt the value of Dallas Goddard. And Dallas Goddard will not finish as a tight end seven. He will finish much lower than that. In my opinion, in my estimation, he will finish a lot lower than that because there are other tight ends who were injured last year that I believe will push him down the pecking order. Not to mention Zach Ertz out targeting out getting more targets than him will push him down the pecking order. So Dallas Goddard is one of those people that I'm saying, please do not draft this guy as the number seven tight end. He is going in front of, he's going in front of Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Gizeki. He's going in front of all of these guys. Irv Smith Jr. He's going in front of all of these guys who I believe will return better value than him. Instead of drafting him in the seventh round, wait until, you know, the the eighth or ninth round and grab Noah Fant. The eighth round, the the late seventh, early eighth round, grab Noah Fant. You'll be better off grabbing him than grabbing Dallas Goddard. And why is that? Why why would I say that? We we don't know who the quarterback of the Denver Broncos is gonna be. We don't even know, right? But last season, Noah Fant. Drew Locke, they developed a little bit of a chemistry there. And even if it goes to Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater supported 3,000-yard receivers last year. And Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson, all three of them had 1,000 yards. So... Whether it's Drew Locke, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, I believe Noah Fant is a safer bet than Dallas Goddard would be. And you can get him a round and a half later. Let your idiot league mates draft fucking Dallas Goddard. And watch them not know whether or not to play Dallas Goddard because Zach Ertz is still in the lineup. Just let it go. Leave Dallas Goddard right there on the, on, the, on, the, on the draft board. Let somebody else draft him. Next, we're going to go to the quarterback position. Now, I know this one might ruffle a little feathers, man. But uh, the player that you guys need to avoid, please, hear me out. Avoid this guy because of, again, you can get better value at a later pick. You need to stop drafting 
Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, he is going in the second round, mid-second to early third round. And why is this? Of course, people say he's the, he, he, he's the guy. He's the man when it comes to fantasy. He's the, he's the number one quarterback. Well, he hasn't finished as the number one quarterback in the last two years. But again, I said on this show we do points per game. And in points per game, he has finished as the number one quarterback. He finished as the number one quarterback in points per game last season by point three points. He was at 24.6 points. His next person down was at 24.3 points. And that was Josh Allen. Right underneath them at 24.1 points. Kyler Murray. If all three of those guys are giving you 24 points per game. And Josh Allen and Kyler Murray are going two rounds. After Patrick Mahomes. Why in the fuck are you spending a second round pick on Patrick Mahomes? If you can get the same value two rounds later. And even if you can't get the same value two rounds later, 23 points a game. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. 23 points per game. 22 points per game. Matthew Stafford. Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. You're only separated by one to two points per game. It makes no sense to spend a second round pick on Patrick Mahomes when you're able to get the same value just a tad bit later. Just a tad later. Take that second round pick that you were going to spend on Patrick Mahomes, get you a top flight wide receiver, get you a secure your running back too. Be smart with your picks because your roster construction is building the best team possible. Because when we talk about the, the point differential between the running back twos that are picked in the second round and the people that are picked in the third round, we're t- in the third and fourth round, we're talking three, four, even five points difference at the running back position. At the wide receiver position, you're talking two to three points difference as well. Take that second round pick, draft a running back or a wide receiver, Or spend it on Travis Kelsey, who's going to give you that much more of a gap as a positional advantage than taking Patrick Mahomes in a second when you can get the same amount of fantasy points per week with Josh Allen or Kyler Murray 
in the third and fourth. It's simple. It's simple as that. I am not saying that Patrick Mahomes will not be the best quarterback in fantasy this year as he is pretty much every year. But you have that production that you're getting from the other guys and you can construct a better overall team. If you just pass by Patrick Mahomes, pick a good wide receiver, running back, or Travis Kelsey in a second, and then come back in the third and get you either Kyler Murray or or you can even wait. Kyler Murray is going in the fourth right now. Um, his average draft position in 12-man leagues is the 407. The 407. Patrick Mahomes is going at the 208. Two whole rounds difference between these guys. Let's be smart, people. Let's be smart. Now at the running back position. A running back that you guys should be avoiding who is going in the mid-fourth round. He's going as the running back 22 so low win wide excuse me low end running back two. We're talking Miles Gaskin from the Miami Dolphins. Now I know people are assuming that this guy is going to be the lead back and he's gonna get twenty carries a game like he did last season. I'm here to tell you that that will not be the case. I know you believe it. Even Miami Dolphins fans believe that this guy is going to be the quote-unquote workhorse back. And I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. I know you looked at the first preseason game and you said, damn, Malcolm Brown looked like shit. I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. Because after that first preseason game, what did they do? What did the, what did the Miami Dolphins go and do? They went and traded for another offensive lineman. <laughs> because they know that their offensive line is not as good as it should be in the run game. Now, we looked at Miles Gaskins in the games that he played Last season, he carried the ball 20-plus times. He was a volume play. His yards per attempt was shitty. I understand. It was, you go look at it, it's like a 4.1 yards a carry. It was boosted because he had two games where he averaged damn near seven yards a carry against Las Vegas Raiders. And the New York Jets, two of the worst rushing defenses last season. You look at games where he played against the Buffalo Bills. You look at games that he played against the Los Angeles Rams. Less than three yards a carry. 2.6 yards a carry to be exact. 
San Francisco 49ers, three yards a carry. Ahmed, who got the starts when Miles Gaskins was out, got the same amount of carries, 20 carries a game, and did significantly better rushing the ball and showed that he was more competent in the passing game than Miles Gaskin. Then they brought in Malcolm Brown to do goal line, to be their goal line back. It has come out that the coaching staff, they want to run a committee. And I believe that they are going to use the same approach that they used in the last two games of the last season. So the last two games of last season, they were still in the playoff hunt, but they rolled the hot hand. Ahmed started the game, but when he was struggling, Miles Gaskins came in to clean up. Then week 17 against Buffalo, Miles Gaskins started the game, played like shit. Ahmed came in to clean it up. And this is while they were still in playoff contention. We have to think about those things. Miles Gaskins is not the running back that you want to pick in the fourth round because he's going at the 406, roughly around the 406. He is not a guy that you want to pick in the fourth round. If you're in a 10-man league, he'll be at about the fifth round. You don't want to pick him when you can have Kyler Murray sitting in front of you. When you got Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, Lamar Jackson, you got those guys sitting in front of you, why in the hell would you take Miles Gaskin when you know that he is going to be in a committee? We already know he's going to be in a committee. It's been said that he's going to be in a committee, and he's not going to get the amount of carries that you guys think he's going to get because... He's not that good of a running back. He's just not. If that is news to anybody, I hate to break it to you, but he is not that good of a running back. Ahmed has shown that he can do the job just as well, if not better, than Miles Gaskin. And he's shown that he's more competent in the passing game than Miles Gaskin. People say, they come out and they say, well, talent's going to win out and Miles Gaskins is the most talented back in that backfield. No, the fuck he is not. He's not. You cannot definitively say that he is better than Ahmed when Ahmed did the job last year just as well, if not better. Ahmed was on a pace, on a 16-game pace. So, First, Gaskin was on a 16-game pace to get over 900 yards. 906 to be exact. 906 yards he was on pace to. Do you know what Ahmed was on pace to do with the games that he started? He was on pace to finish with 1,164 yards. What does that tell you? Stop drafting Miles Gaskin in the fourth round. 
You have so many better options. I just told you. Kyler Murray. Amari Cooper. Hell, Kyle Pitts. Take Kyle Pitts over this guy. Cooper Cup. Chris Godwin. Hell, you can even go Kareem Hunt or Mike Davis. Stop picking this guy in the fourth round. And finally, we're talking wide receivers. The wide receiver that you guys want to avoid, he's coming off the board at roughly wide receiver 9, wide receiver 10. He's coming off in the mid-third round, 307 to be exact. We are talking about C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Please, stop drafting this kid in the third round. Stop it. Last year, he finished as the wide receiver 22. In points per game, because that's what we look at on this show, 13.6, he finished as the wide receiver 32. 13.6 points a game. We'll round it up to 14. 14 points a game finishes you at the wide receiver 32. Why is this guy being drafted as a wide receiver one? Why? He's being drafted over Allen Robinson. He's being drafted over Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper. He's being drafted over his teammate, Amari Cooper. Now, last season, Amari Cooper finished with 130 targets, over 1,100 yards, and five touchdowns, and he did not finish as a wide receiver one. Think about that. 130 targets. He had 92 touchdowns. Excuse me, 92 receptions. He had 92 receptions. 1,100 yards and five touchdowns, and he did not finish as a wide receiver one. So not only are you telling me that CeeDee Lamb is going to usurp Omari Cooper, but he's going to usurp him and do more than what Omari Cooper did in order for him to finish as a wide receiver one. That is what you are telling me when you're telling me that you're picking CeeDee Lamb in the third round as the wide receiver 10. And I will look you in your face and I'll say that's bullshit. Because first off, there's no way that CeeDee Lamb is going to, even if you say he's going to get more targets than Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper is not going to regress to a point where C.D. Lamb can make up the ground it would take to become a wide receiver one. You have to count on regression from not only Amari Cooper, but you also have to count on regression from 
Michael Gallup, who had 105 targets last season. And let's talk about that. Because people are saying, Dak Prescott is coming back. It's going to be great. Last season, the Dallas Cowboys had 650 passing attempts. Do you, in your heart of hearts, believe that I just paid my quarterback $75 million for just this year alone? He's coming back off a catastrophic ankle injury. He currently has a shoulder injury that I am going to allow my $75 million quarterback to drop back and throw the ball 650 times when I have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in my backfield. Not only that, even if I decided that I'm going to drop back and throw the ball 650 fucking times, I also have Dalton Schultz And Blake Jowin, who is coming back from his injury to play the tight end position. You still expect me to believe that CeeDee Lamb is going to usurp all of them and get 150 targets? He's seeing 150 targets. He's going to see 100 plus catches. He's going to see 1,300 yards. He's going to see... Double-digit TDs? How is this even possible? He didn't see more red zone targets than Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup last season. They both outpaced him by at least five attempts in the red zone. Yes, he has Mitch, he has the ability to, to take advantage of Mitch match. He has that ability because he plays out of the slot. 85% of his snaps come from the slot. CD Lamb is playing out of the slot 85% of the time. He has the ability to take advantage of of poor coverage against him. Those slot corners, he can eat them up all day. I'll give him that. But in order for him to become a wide receiver one, he has to give me 130 plus targets. He has to usurp Amari Cooper in that category. Is he going to do that? I say no. Is he going to give me 1,300 yards? Wide receiver ones, they're giving me 1,200 or more yards. So you're telling me he's going to usurp Amari Cooper in targets. He's going to get damn near 1,300 yards. Or he has to give me double-digit TDs. I don't see any of this happening on this team. With this new off, with this offense, 
with them trying to be better on the defensive side of the ball. I don't see any of this happening, and you're wasting a third-round pick on this guy if that's what you're doing. If you're picking him in the third round, you are much better off going with an Allen Robinson. Hell, take that pick and pick Josh Allen as your quarterback. Do something else besides picking C.D. Lamb in the third round when you can get so many other wide receivers in later rounds that are going to return value much better than this guy is. I'm sorry to say that I do not believe that C.D. Lamb will be a wide receiver one. And you're drafting him in the third round because you believe that he's going to be a wide receiver one, and that is simply not going to happen. Please, stop drafting this guy. And a bonus one for you guys, because I know when you get in the top of your draft and you're like, oh, man, this guy is right here. I want to draft him. I've seen it too much. Second, third. Hell, I even saw this man go at the 101. Please. Your top three picks. If you're in the top three. Please stop drafting Derrick Henry in PPR leagues. 2,000 rushing yards netted him 20 fantasy points a game. 2,000 rushing yards. We have to look at that as that is his ceiling. 2,000 rushing yards. Alvin Kamara ain't touched a thousand rushing yards in his career yet. And he averages 25 fantasy points a game. Christian McCaffrey, 25 fantasy points a game. Saquon Barkley went healthy, 24 fantasy points a game. And these guys ain't coming close to 2,000 rushing yards. In PPR leagues, It is pointless to be at the top of your draft and you walk away with Derrick Henry. I understand. He's been the most durable. He's he's got Julio Jones coming over so that teams can't stack the box anymore. I get it. He can rush for 2,000 yards again. And he's still only going to give you 20 fantasy points a game. Meanwhile, the guys who's got Christian McCaffrey, who's got Alvin Kamara, who's got Austin Eckler, they're going to get the same amount of points. And they're not going to rush the ball as nearly as much as this guy is rushing the ball. They say he's 27, running backs hit the wall. I'm not saying that Derrick Henry is going to hit the wall. I'm saying that in PPR, be smarter. Pick the running backs that catch the ball. They do not have to have 2,000 rushing yards. They don't even have to have 1,000 rushing yards in order to return value. 
Man, are you standing at that fourth or that fifth pick and all these PPR guys are gone? Well, of course, go get them, you know? But if you're in the first three picks, stop picking Derrick Henry. Just stop it. If you want more of players to avoid, if you want steals, people that you should be targeting with great immense value, subscribe, man. Share. Get your friends involved. Get involved with me, man. You know, follow me on social media. Hit me up. I'm available. I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous. I've been your fantasy football mentor, Antoine White Slicker. Remember, be true to thine self and earn your chip.